When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washa. We're back from Minneapolis and we're going to go to Boulder here later this week. Uh, but we've got two great shows here on the Husker Online channel in Lincoln this week. Obviously, starting with our Husker Online show, then later in the week, headlines. And uh, once again, we'll have our postgame show from Boulder at a much more reasonable hour, Steve Sipple and Robin Watchett, um, yes. with an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff. Um, but here we are, guys. Um, Nebraska has somehow found its way into one of the biggest games of the week in college football. I hesitate to say the biggest because Alabama's playing Texas this week. <laughs> um, but it's pretty big. It's a very notable game. It's the premier matchup on Fox. It's an 11 a.m. game. Colorado goes out week one and not only looks impressive, they win on the road straight up as a 24-point underdog at TCU who beat Michigan in the college football playoff a year ago and lost to Georgia in the championship. And I think all of us had the same reaction, like, whoa. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Colorado was such a hard team to read with all these new players, all these new coaches, and they came out and they put together about as good of a week one performance as anybody could have scripted. On the flip side, Nebraska, um, you know, most people picked them to lose this game at Minnesota. I mean, I, I only saw two picks that had Nebraska beating them, Damon Benning on Big Red Wrap-Up and Brady, Brady Quinn on Fox. Oh, Brady Quinn picked Nebraska. Uh, other than that, I don't know anyone else that picked Nebraska, but Nebraska <clears throat> lost 13 to 10, but you left mad. Like you left like saying, man, they should have won that game. Um, even though it was kind of one most people oh, for sure predicted Nebraska to lose. But after you watched it, you're like, yeah, Nebraska should have won. For sure. Five minutes to go. You should, I mean, come on. You're up 10 to three. You have the ball near midfield. I mean, that's when Anthony Grant fumbled. Yeah, he definitely should have won. That's why, that's why, that's why it was so frustrating. You got to win that. You got to close that out. Mm -hmm. even, it shouldn't even have been that hard to close it out. So, yeah, that's frustrating. And as far as Colorado goes, yeah, I watched that game in amazement. And I don't want to go overboard because people, I think, are already tired of the Colorado talk. <laughs> I'll just say this. They were clean. That's what I was surprised by. They, they had six penalties for 35 yards, one turnover. I expected sloppy with the, with the nature of their roster turnover. So, I don't know, prime Deion Sanders teams, a lot of guys told me they're going to be tough. They will be disciplined. Forget all that glitz. His, his, his teams will be tough, well-coached, disciplined team, and I saw that. So the offense for Colorado couldn't, couldn't have looked better for Colorado. Right. Yeah, I mean, 45 points, school record, total yards. You know, Shadur Sanders was almost perfect in that game. They had playmakers on the outside. Um, their scheme was really good. They just yeah. ran these crossing routes that TCU just either couldn't or refused to adjust to, and they were open all day long, mm -hmm. and they just picked them apart for four quarters. My thing is the other side of the ball wasn't very good. Right. Now maybe you chalk that up to being a typical Big 12, Pac-12 type of game, but, man, they gave up 42 points, over five, well over 500 yards, needed two red zone interceptions, to win by three. Mm -hmm. Now you can, I, I get they were heavy underdogs in that game, and so for them to do what they did, you can say it's it's nothing short of impressive. But they're not like a perfect team. They got big flaws oh. on that side of the ball. And if you're Nebraska, you knew that you played well enough defensively to beat Minnesota. You played well enough on special teams to beat Minnesota on the road. The offense just needed to do anything more than what it did, and they're sitting here at one and zero. And all of a sudden, you're looking at this game a whole lot differently. Oh, so you look at this matchup. There's one thing Nebraska needs to do. Take care of the football and run the football. And if they play like they did in the other two elements, I think they're going to have a lot better chance than people are giving them credit for. Nebraska's got to go into this game, guys, as a Big Ten bully. They've yeah, got to come no in with tight ends, fullbacks, and just say, we're going to be Minnesota, and we're just going to muck this thing up and make it an alley fight. 
Colorado wants to make this a seven on seven game. Yeah. And they want to make don't, it don't get a into glamour that. and glitz. Yeah, don't get into reality that. TV show, fun football game. Nebraska's got to go in there and say, no, 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 no. We're going to show you how we play in the Big Ten. And it's going to be it. We're going to we're going to control the pace and the tempo of this game. They got to get first downs, though. Mm, and right. they've got to get Gabe Urban going this week. And, and Jeff Sims has got to be better. But, you know, there's so many things about Nebraska's offense. I mean, guys, they scored 10 points. Yeah. I, and seven on a, I mean, a busted yeah. fluke play. I mean, on a nearly <laughs> busted fluke play. <laughs> I mean, it, I shouldn't, call, I don't know if fluke's the right way to put it. It ended up being fluky. Yeah. It could because, have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, it was a trick play that went awry and then didn't go awry. And, and you know what? Sims made a nice throw on the run, a little bit on moving to his left. Sean, I get where you're coming from, but you know, I mean, they got to lean on a unit then, an offensive line that hasn't been particularly reliable for the last, I don't know, how many years are we talking about now? So all of a sudden, is that, is that going to work? I mean, is it going to, are you just going to, I mean, I mean, you just going to look at that unit and say, all right, this, this game's on you. It's not like they've pulled through in that situation for, for some years. Now, maybe they can do it. Colorado's not great up front, obviously, no. but. Now, I mean, I hate to defend Colorado here, but TCU averaged seven yards a carry in a hurry-up type offense, too. Now, what's Colorado going to be like when they're able to set, when they can set their feet and say, okay, all right, bring it at us. Now we have a chance to set our feet. What will that look like? I don't know. I, Colorado missed 10 tackles in that game on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing again, TCU's moving fast. Thing too is you got to look at the other side of the ball too. Well, Colorado's going to try to go fast, and they're going to run as many plays as they possibly can. When you're not scoring 45 points, Mm -hmm. that puts your defense in a really hard spot. Nebraska fans watched five years of that with what Scott Frost was doing, and so that's the counterpart of it. Is if the defense plays at the level they did a week ago, uh, I think they're going to have a chance to at least set their offense up for favorable positions to where that Colorado defense is going to get tired in a hurry. And, that, and yeah. you know what? They're a bunch of dudes. They're not a bunch of Colorado natives up there. So the altitude is going to be an issue for them too. Right. So like Nebraska has a clear game plan where they need ball control. Yes. And so it's not oh, just yes. lining up and running the ball and being physical. No more false starts at the goal line. No more throwing the ball to the other team. Oh, no more burning timeouts early in the second quarter. Cause you can't get your guys, your personnel on the right. field. Like, that type of the operation and the self-inflicted mistakes need to be significantly better to win a game like this, especially in what that atmosphere is going to be like. Is this the kind of game where if you win the toss, if you're Matt Rule, do you want the ball or do you defer? Uh, I want it because I want to establish yeah. offense. Because the last thing you want is them to go right down. Right. No, I'm taking with a ball. perfectly yeah. scripted drive. You're playing taking, from behind two minutes into the game. I'm taking a ball and I'm, and I'm saying let's get let's get five minutes whipped off this clock. Do what Minnesota did to Nebraska on that opening yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's what. And obviously, you're trying to score, but I'm really trying to take minutes off the clock. No doubt. That's that's the formula. I mean, I 100% agree with that. It's just can Nebraska do it? Mm-hmm. And when and the other thing about that formula that makes sense to me is one way to take that Colorado offense out of rhythm is just to keep it on the sideline. Yep. They I mean, they want to be out there all the they time. They can't hurt you from the sideline. No, keep them on the sideline. Let them, let, you know, let them tighten up a little bit. Um, you know, it'll be imperative. You can't have less than three-minute drives. They strike me as a team that will get impatient quickly, too, yeah. when things aren't clicking and they like have to kind of figure things out a little bit and it's not just smooth operation like it was last week. I wonder how they're going to respond because right now they are on cloud nine. They think mm-hmm. they're the greatest team in the history of college football, mm-hmm. and everyone is telling them they are. And yeah. so that's that's kind of I think another X factor to this. To where oh, I do too. This is they're they're expecting this to be just a celebration of Deion Sanders and the new era of Colorado football. There's going to be guys with cell phones out everywhere, yeah. all over the place, taping every. I mean, it's just going to be a Colorado fans. It's going to be like players. a Super Bowl, like his own entourage and yeah. posse. It's going to be like a reality TV show of people around him holding their phones up around him everywhere he goes. And I mean, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I mean, biggest break as we wrap up this opening headline segment is, is the 10 a.m. kickoff. Time. Oh, God, I mean, yeah. yeah. If this was a night game, oh, boy. Yeah. It, That'd I mean, be a hornet's nest. It's, I mean, there's just no way that crowd is going to be anywhere near what it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it'll right. still be dialed up, but you're right. When we come back, we're going to delve more into Nebraska's offense. We'll talk to Jeff Sims, the wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line, running back situation. Next, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sipple. As we talk Nebraska, Colorado, 11 a.m. on Fox. Big noon kickoff at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, baby. Uh, but before we get into uh, the offensive storylines heading into this game for Nebraska, this segment is brought to you by Bauer Underground. Bauer Underground is helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and is looking for new members to join the team. With open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen, Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and and a clothing allowance. Sounds like a great fit for you, Steve. Does it? You think so? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no experience. I point well taken, Sean. No, no experience in Ask underground them. utility construction. <laughs> no problem. Bauer will train the right people in field, giving you hands-on experience you'll need to build a long and rewarding career. Want more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook and visit testimonials for current Bauer teammates. Hear about their experience, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with crews and work sites across Nebraska, wherever you live. Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, visit Bauer Underground on Facebook or BauerUnderground.com to start your new career today. All right, let's get into those offensive storylines, guys. And Mm -hmm. First and foremost, Jeff Sims. Was that the Jeff Sims we're going to see all season, or can they figure something out? Or he figures it out this week. Well, here's the deal. That's the. I mean, I think that might be the, the most critical storyline in this game <clears throat> for Nebraska. He in his career now <clears throat> at Georgia Tech in the one game at Nebraska he has 31 touchdown passes and 26 picks. Is that who he is? Is that just who he is? Or can this be like now? Help me with this pronunciation. <clears throat> the quarterback at Oregon State, oh, Ungalele. Yeah. DJ Ungalele. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Now, he, he in 2021, DJ Ungalele, had not nine easy. Not, here we go. Sean, can you help me? I don't know the name. I'm just, I'm, Do you know I'm who I'm talking going. about? No. The Clemson quarterback. It's going to leave you out there The to starter drive. in 2021 threw nine touch, touchdown passes and ten picks. Played himself out of the job. Went to Oregon State. He's tearing it up. Now, he proved. He, could, he, could, he improved his game. He evolved. Is Sims, I mean, you can't just go off one game. <laughs> but two, you might be able to go off of. So let's see what he's got. I mean, if it's still, you know, two picks and one TD pass or two picks and no TD passes, mm-hmm. you start to think, okay, this is just who the guy is, right? Yeah. And so Colorado obviously won that game because of their ability to create turnovers. Uh, you know, the play Travis Hunter made inside the five-yard line right. was just an absolute incredible play so that's what you have to watch out for you cannot take chances against these guys if you're jeff Sims. or can you i don't know man because I, do you the have thing. the receivers that are good enough to win those well chances? i don't know if you can ask a quarterback to never take chances you got to play it safe especially when we're talking about how the key to the them winning is ball control oh it's key, key. i agree you, with you that. better pick your spots but especially fi- after what all, you just saw with that I'm accuracy get, yeah all i'm getting at rob is there's a fine line i think you can't just completely remove the aggressiveness from a good quarterback. You've got to have a guy that's willing to take some shots. Some, I'll say chances every now and then, but got to be smart about it. Gotta All be right. Smart about the it. other thing for me, guys, Billy Kemp, they, went, they wanted to go to him nine different times in that game. I mean, he was the first read on nine of the 24 pass plays they called. 
in that game. And there were some passes that weren't attempts because they were sacks or runoffs by Sims. Yeah. But it didn't go to him once. He, he, I think he had a couple targets, no catches. Thomas Fedoni. Two targets. Two targets. Thomas Fedoni, no targets, no catches. I mean, th- that stat line, no catches for Fedoni, Kemp. If you would have said, I'll oh. bet you 100 bucks oh. that you know that was going to happen, I would have no. taken the bet. Oh, no yeah. targets. Like, the no catch thing, I mean. The, the combined total. Even, but I that's mean, the thing. Like yeah. those, that, those are supposed to be your two best receivers. And they weren't in the game plan. No. Well, they were. I, I mean, mean Jalen Lloyd had more yeah. touches in the game. Kemp was in the game. Plan. Kemp was the number one option well, on they nine weren't routes. In the stat page. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Stat. I mean, Jalen Lloyd was in the stat page. Uh-huh. Yeah, no doubt. And let's look when they they talk about forcing the issue. You can make the case that he Sims forced that ball to Sims when, or sorry, when Sims forced that ball to Kemp, and it was an overthrow and it was an interception. And then, um, you know, Fedoni being a non-factor, especially with their red zone struggles, where you're going to Nate Borkacher more than you are Thomas Fedoni, right. is that intentional? Not or good. is that Fedoni not being able to get open? Or is that Sims not finding him when he is on the field? Well, he got bumped in the end zone. Like, Matt Rule made that comment mm-hmm. that they wanted to go to him in the end zone. Then Fedoni and, got bumped. And it was supposed to be him, and he got hands on him or roughed up a little bit, so he didn't get open. Mm-hmm. So that's another element to this Sims discussion about – you know, it's, it is a lot on him. And some of the decisions he made with the football were really bad. But at the same time, look at what he's throwing to right now. I mean, he just lost Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. That was his number one target. F- five, targets five targets in that game. Yeah. And so, like, now who is he going to go to? You know, you're going to have Marcus Washington. bullet play more. Yeah, Washington Marcus being available Washington. for the full game. Obviously, he was out first half of the suspension. He made it a, an immediate difference when oh, he was he out did. there. That's Caught your, three of that's his four your, targets in the second half. I think Sean's right. I think he's your number one target. Jalen Lloyd one. and Malachi Coleman are fast athletes, but they're kids. Like you just, God, how much can it. you put on those guys? Well, think about what you're putting them on, especially put, in that stage. And you're putting this on them, yeah. Boulder. I mean, this is this is man's time. I mean, this is it's not going to be twenty two thousand fans, you know, half asleep. It's going to be it's going to be revved up, and it is a heated rivalry. The world's watching this game. Uh, and think about, by the way, think about what the TV ratings are going to be oh, for yeah. this. Through the roof. Yeah, crazy. We'll have to do a story on it. That's how big they're going to be. I mean, it'll be one of the – I'm not going to make any predictions, but it'll be a gigantic TV Well, just game. think about Fox. They went all in. Like, they took Deion Sanders' first game, big noon kickoff, and they're like, we're going to take the second one, too. They, they rolled the dice and won. And they won big. They I mean, won yeah, big. They did. But, you know, it was a Pac-12. Now it's a – and the week before it was a Big 12, so – that they took advantage of because there weren't just a lot of Pac-12 opportunities like this for them. And I think ABC got Wisconsin at Washington State. That was the other Pac-12 pick. So they had a home run. I mean, there, there's going to be as many people watching this Nebraska game as any as we've seen in a while. It'll be gigantic. Now back to the offense. What do you do with Anthony Grant? You know, you know. Now they're going to lean hard on number 22, Gabe Irvin, for sure. You got to lean harder on him. You only had seven that. carries. They never do. He had seven carries. <laughs> He had seven carries in that game. Now, Nebraska only ran 59 plays. Right. So he'll get more carries for sure. I bet he'll be in the 15 range in this Starting game. Starting on the one-yard line on the opening possession kind of threw off the whole book. It did. Yeah, where they had to go to that QB run game right out of the gate. It, it, threw, it did throw it off. They didn't get going until their third series. They didn't really settle in. I mean, they basically only got three quarters of possessions. Right. So, so that threw off those sorts of numbers. Now, are, are you putting Grant in late in this game? I mean, if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, are you, are you just number twenty three in the game? I don't, I don't see it. Really? He, he can be no. your hardest runner, you know, your most violent runner. But again, at this point, in your two live football opportunities, the second scrimmage and then the game, he's putting the ball on the ground, and he's putting the ball on the ground in critical times. Yeah, and it sounds, I mean, as if it was the position coach's call to have EJ Barthel put him in. No, it didn't. Say, yeah, I mean, that's what. Rule, rule said. just said it. I mean, and so you think about it. You know, he went out of his way to talk about the fumbles in the scrimmage. Then in that situation where things were on the live, he was in there and then fumbles it after rule had already talked about those fumbles. Well, talked about it and said we can't. You can't play if you if you fumble the ball mm-hmm. like that. We can't have you in the game. Well, there he was. And he comes right back in. Yeah, there there he was. So your guys are probably. I, it's such a hard discussion because I have a lot of confidence in Grant, but I think you're right. I don't know if you can have him in late in that Mentally, situation. Mentally, where's he at, too? Yeah. And at this point, like, what do you think the balance is with Jeff Sims as a runner? We just talked about all these well, concerns. I got an answer for you. With his passing, 
we know what he can do running. He's, he's your best runner right now. Run him. That's yeah. what I say. You can't. Listen, you go 0-2. you got to win six of your last ten to get to a bowl game. Now, this is going to be unpopular, I think. But if I'm a co- – I'm just running him. I'm not, gonna, I'm not putting big restrictions You're Jamal on Lord 0-2. Uh, kind of. I mean, I've talked to coaches about this, though, since the Minnesota game. And there's smart coaches that say, you can't. you just got to run him. I yeah, mean, that's you he's six four, two hundred twenty five right. pounds. Like he's not some frail little quarterback. And Casey Thompson wasn't built to run like that. Yeah. Let him roll. Jeff's built. I'd to run let like him that. roll. I would. You need you need all the weapons I'm you with can you. muster. I'm all with right. You. When we let come him. back, we're going to talk defensive storylines. How will the black shirts match up this week in Boulder? We'll hit on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We're going to talk Nebraska defensive storylines here heading out to Boulder. But before we get to that, uh, this segment, the show is sponsored by CHI Health. Uh, Having a priority primary care provider um, is important. It's important to have a regular doctor you go and see. Uh, in fact, I use one at CHI on 40th and Yankee Hill Road. Go in there and see Dr. Johnson, and I've got a great relationship with him. And you know, it helps you stay on top of all the things that matter. Um, you know, get all your uh, different shots you need, all the different uh, checkups you need to, to get done. Uh, that new facility on 40th and Yankee Hill, phenomenal place. Uh, you can get X-rays done there, all sorts of other services offered. They have a pharmacy on site. Probably my favorite thing, though is the priority care um, any day seven days a week from 8 a.m to 8 p.m you can just walk right in be seen um, so if you're not feeling good on a sunday night go in there get seen before work that way you're ready to go to work monday morning and it's bailed me out a few times over the years so uh, chi health proud sponsor here of the husker online show check out their facility on 40th and yankee hill road all right guys let's get into the defensive storylines for nebraska and I think the biggest thing is, can Nebraska tackle in space and play with the physical chip that we saw last week? I think they can. Mm -hmm. And I think what Colorado showed at TCU is honestly the best case scenario. I mean, Nebraska is locked in. I mean, they know. I mean, it's like they're getting off in a war zone, and they know that they're they're going at a, 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 a really, really good opponent. Oh, 100. I mean, the... There's benefits to seeing Colorado and understanding, okay, this is a game. I think TCU probably took them a little lightly. The Sonny Dykes said that Colorado's effort was better, that they there was more want to from Colorado. TCU tackled badly. That, that was a bad TCU tackling game. It was. Sonny Dykes called out his players for it. And Nebraska, Sean's exactly right. They have to tackle in space. I'm not saying they have to go sack Shadour Sanders seven times. You won't. But they got to get some pressure. You got to win some one-on-one battles up front, um, and you got to make sure, by the way, that that little Hankerson doesn't get going. They're they're running back, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, th- I think they they put Dylan Edwards back there. They put Dylan Edwards back there too. Or, How about that kid? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who. I I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But you can't you you can't let them get going on the ground. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to the defensive conversation. It's going to look a lot different than Minnesota. And I also think too, though, with the can't let them get going on the ground. I think you kind of maybe want to get them out of their element a little bit. They threw the ball all over the field, mm-hmm. so maybe try to make them run it. Make, well, I, make them shorten the game. Make them yeah, put together a methodical to hear, drive. Here, it, it always scares me to say make let them run it. Well, not <laughs> let them run it, right. but like yeah. don't overcommit. Right, because they got playmakers all over the field, yeah. and they got a scheme that gets them open, yeah. and a quarterback that finds them. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Um, you know, it's interesting. Nebraska's had some players on the roster that have played against Colorado before. Quentin Newsom was at that game in 2019. You're Ethan Piper this week. Yeah. On the flip side, I, 
I'm just going to guess, but do you think there's any players on this Colorado roster that were even <laughs> in the stadium for that 2019 game? No. They have three returning starters. I don't know exactly no. who they are. 2019? It would, it would no. require you yeah. to be a fifth-year player no. on a six-year COVID clock, which there, there's a chance, but... Probably not, though. We'll I, get, I would be stunned. But it's it's just um, kind of crazy, the, the tale of these two programs. and It is. And... What Deion Sanders has pulled off with putting this offense together, like it's not like something any everybody could do. I mean, that's it's. I mean, I, so many critics and skeptics of what that people expected it to be on un, unorganized, sloppy. Right. You know, just mistakes being right. made. You give Sean Lewis a lot of credit. You give the staff a lot of credit. Sean Lewis is the offensive coordinator. Came from, came from Kent State, um, and it's a the scheme makes a lot of sense in altitude. Because they're moving fast, um, but you know, they weren't in altitude in Fort Worth, and it worked. It looked great, but I, yeah, I would emphasize it was clean. I mean, they looked right away in the first quarter. That's what struck me, like, wow, it does look organized. Mm-hmm. They're not jumping. They don't look sloppy. They and then I thought, okay, maybe that they just had a good first quarter. Eh, continued, just kept going. Continued. You know their offensive line coach Bill O'Boyle was yeah. the longtime Shattern State head coach, oh, offensive damn. coordinator. He was at Shattern State from '94 to 2011. He was Danny Woodhead's coach. I'll be damned. And and he's a good coach. I mean, you always hear. I mean, they, they hired. That's the other thing that he's not getting as much credit for. They hired a good staff there. Oh, they did. Yeah. Tim Brewster's the tight ends coach. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, good. Let, let's, I mean, it's pretty good. He's uh, been around. That's a not, not to compare tight end coach hires, but right. I mean, yes. Tim Brewster recruited Vince Young right. to Texas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he was the Say head no more. Co- he was the head coach of Minnesota. Say no but, more. But to Sean. your point, with the way that they've handled their roster, you're right. There's very few people in football that could recruit at the level that Deion Sanders is because of who he is and what he's accomplished and the respect that that name carries, especially with the players and the types of players that he's recruiting. I mean, it's, it's a, there's a direct connection where all of a oh, sudden yeah. Colorado became a destination for guys that otherwise would not have considered, considered. that school right. whatsoever. And so any other coach is going to have a real hard time following that blueprint because I mean, you got to have connections and you've got to have a presence to where when you walk into a living room, kids from all over the country are going to listen regardless of where you're coaching. Can 99% of people even name the previous two Colorado head coaches? Uh, one of Carl Michigan Durrell, State. Carl Durrell and Mel Tucker and, and McIntyre or McIntyre and Mel Tucker. Yeah. I mean, but it, like I said, I mean, most people can't even name them. No. Guys. Now, I think, have we reached our threshold of Dion praise now? Should we back oh, yeah. off? It yeah. gets, people get mad about it. I well, know they do. The point Sorry. is about what they, their, their plan of how you compare it to oh, what yeah. Matt Rule is doing. That's what I think makes it such an di- intriguing matchup is you have the long-term traditional build, and then you have the immediate quick fix. And so Here's, yeah. how, what, what is going to be more sustainable? Here's the thing, though. I, I, I wonder if prime would have done this if they were coming off of a five and seven season would he yes you think so yes now they were they lost last year by an average of 29.2 points i just wonder if he looked at it and said i can't i can't win with these guys what if he had guys he thought he could win with would he have come to nebraska and blown it up (sighs) see i don't know because because you could go to nebraska and look "Eh, i have some pretty good players here would he have blown quentin newsom out of the program would he have blown you know, Marquise Buford. He wouldn't have been allowed to blow it up. Yeah, like you don't probably. come to Nebraska and do that sort of thing. You right. can go to a place like Colorado where they have nothing to hang their hat on, and then you can do that sort of stuff. They needed that. They needed him to make it right. Deion Sanders' football team, not the University of Colorado. I think this is the perfect yeah. market for his style, too. It's kind of a pro sports market. It's a bigger city. Metro. I mean, it's just got some swag to it. Like, if he was at Mississippi State mm-hmm. or, like, Texas Tech, I don't know if it would work as well. I don't – yeah. But I just think the whole picture of where it's at, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of history to Colorado football too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least they, I mean, you got Eric Bieniemy in the mm-hmm. NFL as an offensive court. I mean, there's this history to their program for sure. I just wonder if it's just purely situational. Mm-hmm. If he went in there and said this this program is awful, how do you lose by 29 points a game? That's by far the worst by 10 points. Um, it, he just look at it and say, I can't do it with this with these guys. He's pretty smart. And He's proven he didn't, he didn't sugarcoat it either. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, he comes in the first meeting and just says, and I bring my own luggage. Yeah. 
See, I, I just wonder if it's situational. That's what I wonder. If, if this would, I don't know that this would be his formula everywhere. Just blow it everything. Like if I don't he took know. over Florida State. Right. Right. So I, yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was large. I don't know if you want to do what he did. It's really hard to do. And I do think Deion Sanders is is sort of a traditional football guy. I mean, he's that's the way his teams play. I mean, just look at look at his teams the way they play. I watched Jackson State two games. They they weren't freaky. They were a tough football team. I mean, it wasn't gimmicky football. Was Colorado tough on defense on Saturday. Well, I mean, they they I mean, <laughs> yes. They didn't win that they game. They got some stops I late. So. I would say this. They got some stops late. When Clatt was saying, TCU just needs to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And what they do? They threw they the stopped ball. Them. Well, <laughs> they threw no. the ball. On that no, final they ran drive, on they first threw down. the ball they in every on, play. No, no, TCU ran on first down twice. And they didn't get first. They, they right. didn't get anything. All right. That defense so, isn't tough. All right. right. It's not a very good defense. When we come back, uh, we're going to take questions in the mailbag. Abby Barmore will join us. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Wash, and Abby Barmore joining us here for the mailbag. But before we get to that, this show and segment brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that you're just trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk it through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so if you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. Uh, you know, it's a stressful time of the year for everybody. You're just trying to move life around with kids in school and activities and uh, just all the daily juggles of life. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, something most of us are trying to achieve. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Husker to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Husker. All right, it's time for the mailbag, Abby Barmore. Where are we starting off at today? Okay, here we go. Colorado AD Rick George said in the Denver Post that he is very open to having a home-and-home series with Nebraska in the future. What are your thoughts on this possibility? I'm going to say do it. Um, I look at who Nebraska's got lined up for the future. They got Tennessee down the road. They got Arizona down the road. They got Oklahoma State down the road. Do any of those, other than maybe Tennessee, do more for you than Colorado or Nebraska? And maybe it's not every year. Maybe you do four out of six with Colorado. Yeah, so my one concern with that would be how long is this brand of Colorado going to be there? Like, what if they win? How long is Dion there for the long haul? And what kind of Colorado team are you actually getting in 2033 or whatever? Getting Nebraska's money every other year coming into your state. We know that. Right. I'm saying from Nebraska's, like from a football standpoint. Like, I mean, the, the series geographically makes sense, traditionally, historically, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm all for it. I just don't know if, like, we're talking about this being a nationally watched game. Will that be the case five years from now? On the other hand, do, do you want to face Colorado hitting on all cylinders all the time? It's still Colorado. It's still the fan bases getting together. It's still a lot of memories. I mean, I don't know if I want Colorado in the top ten all the time when you're facing them, especially with the Big Ten schedule. That's the other part of the of the conversation. The way the Big Ten's gone now, you get no breaks. It could be ten conference games soon, right? So, do you do you want real tough non-conference games? Mm-hmm. No, the answer is no. What but if- Colorado? I mean, I'd say yes to that because because of the rivalry and how good it feels. I mean, it's – now, listen, I mean, I get it. There's hatred. Colorado, I, it's amazing that when I talk to Colorado people how much they toss around the H word. They hate Nebraska. Mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't always feel like it's the it's reciprocal, but they definitely hate Nebraska. Yeah. There's no question about it. It is, but probably not to that degree. Right. All right, Abby, what do you got next? Okay. What does Sims in particular need to do in order for Nebraska to beat Colorado? Obviously limit the turnovers, but what else? Make the right reads, get the ball downfield. Capitalize yeah. in the red zone. There you go. You know, I mean, finish drives. There you go. He was three of nine on throws that traveled 10 yards or further with three picks, mm-hmm. period. And a lot of that, as we mentioned, is on the receivers, too. Guys got to get open and they got to make plays on the ball. Thanks for saying but that. But when they are open, the ball has to get to them and Sims has to find them. Hmm. Next. Who are those receivers that Sims is going to rely on, especially with Isaiah Car- Garcia Castaneda out? Billy Kemp, Washington. And then Washington. I mean, those two, Washington. and Bullock. I mean, I feel like they've got three, and then you kind of have to work the freshman kids in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then Lloyd and Coleman are going to play. They have to. Ty Hahn might get on the field. Yep. I think Marcus Washington becomes your, your number one option. No-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about no-brainer, because Kemp they brought here to, to, be, to be a focal point of the offense. Washington, I just have, more, I have a little more confidence in him. Size, he's not, he's not a burner. But he's he's a reliable. Let's downfield. revisit that though after this week. Let's yeah. just I mean because I think it's a little premature to back off Kent and not think he's the number one because they had called him the number one all the way through. But is that because that was their guy? Probably. And and Kent, you know and, and Washington was not one of their people. They brought. No, I in. hear you. I hear you. So I hear you. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what this week looks like. Will they call like a little bubble screen to Kemp on the first script? Just get the ball in his hands. Yeah, well, I don't know what that'll look like. This is a good secondary you're facing. I mean, if he's matched on Travis Hunter, he's just going to run away from him? No, Travis Hunter, by the way, if you're not familiar, was a five-star. Right. He was the number one player in the country. Right. I mean, I mean, and if he is your defined number, I don't know how they'll match up. But if it's Hunter on Kemp, I'm going away well, from Kemp's Kemp. Kemp's a slot receiver, and Hunter's probably, you would think, going to be on the, on the boundary, perhaps. All right, next question. What is the single most important thing Nebraska needs to do in order to beat the Buffs? Slow it down. I mean, I just play bully ball. Yeah. Play in a phone booth. Mm -hmm. Keep this game in a phone booth. Make it a game of third and twos where you just ram it at them, and you get them, and you you keep chewing the clock. Yeah. And that's what Minnesota does, and and it it worked for them. And Nebraska took Minnesota out of it. That's probably the most frustrating thing about last week's game. Yeah. Nebraska – Made Minnesota throw the ball 44 times, the most throws since 2015. And how much in the second half? 35. 35. Which was on a pace that was greater than Tim Rattay's all-time record of 68 throws against Nebraska. Nebraska. Think about that. Oh, I do. Nebraska took Minnesota out of its game. I mean, they really did. Tony White had P.J. Flex offense out of sorts. Right. Yep. And you know what? They ended up doing it. They couldn't stay out of their own way. So I'm going to just encompass everything. Stop with the, the costly penalties. Take care of the football. Don't be your own worst enemy, especially in this type of setting. All right, oh, next one. Where does Colorado speed rank amongst Big Ten teams? Ooh, that's a good question. It's um, up there. Hard-pressed to think they're faster than Ohio State. No, yeah. And, I mean, Michigan's got to be up there, too. Michigan on the, on the perimeter is not – they're not that great. They're, they're, a, they're a big, bruising team. They didn't run the ball particularly well against East Carolina. But, no, they don't – Sean, they're not like Ohio State. Ohio State is loaded up with receivers. Pro, now, after that, I, I, I just don't know about Penn State's personnel. I don't know enough about it. I mean, that's the three teams you go to right away, though, right? Three best teams. Colorado feels like they have, like, three Trey Palmers. Yeah. I mean, that, that's – Kind of like – feels God like dang, it. think about that feels for a like second. <laughs> that's trouble. And they're going to go – trouble. They're going to do ten deep shots. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to stretch the field. Mark Whipple – should just go, I mean, he would be a perfect fit at Colorado, wouldn't he? <laughs> they got a good. They got. A they, good got a, they got a better one. Yeah, they got a. They got a guy half his age. So, um, <laughs> wow, ageism. I'm in trouble. Yeah. HR, call him. Just went there, didn't you? Yeah, I can go there with Whipple because I'm actually younger than him, which is strange. All right, two more, Abby. Okay, outside of Sims, who needs to have a great game on the offense to beat Colorado? Gabe 22, Urban. 22, yeah. Because I think they've kind of established that it's going to be his game. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Grant will probably get an opportunity, but it's going to – I think Gabe 22. Urban's going to get plenty before he does. 22. I'm going to go Turner Corcoran. Ooh. Just because he's kind of the representative of the offensive line, and you look at their pass protection struggles, he was right there. Better but, question, could we see Teddy Prochaska at all ooh. play in this game? Yeah, we're going to have to check in with Rule on that at the end of the week because he traveled, he suited up, went through warm-ups at Minnesota – didn't play 
They wouldn't have brought him if he wasn't close. Rule did not mention him I know. yesterday. He, he also mentioned... wasn't asked about it. That's our fault. No, but he did mention Henry, mm-hmm. Henrich. And Jamari Butler. And Jamari Butler is questionable. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was probably intentional. He didn't mention Teddy. Mm-hmm. I bet we see Teddy. Final question. <laughs> so okay. if that's the case, Teddy Prochaska. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our last one. Which fan base has the most hostile fans in your experience? Mm. 2002 Penn State has to be up there. Um, One of the earlier night games in that stadium's history. That was was like being at an Eagles game with 110,000 people. It was rough. At that time, I believe it was the largest crowd to ever see a Nebraska game in person. Um, It surpassed that Rose Bowl game in the 40s. So that's up there. The sneaky one for me still remains um, Missouri yeah. 2007. That was going to be my The one where they beat Nebraska on a Thursday night. Oh, I'd say Missouri. I'd just say Missouri in general. Yeah. When, 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 when Nebraska won that game when Davis kicked the ball up for Wiggins, I'll always remember that after the game, we're, me and Kurt McKeever, Kurt McKeever and I are walking to the car, and he, I, I'll never forget Kurt saying to me, just keep your head down, just look, just look forward, keep your head down, don't look up, don't look up. Because it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was weird in the parking lot, and it was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted to get to the car. Do you remember the post game there? Like, with the, I remember it was yeah. Bill Callahan here. They brought him like outside of the locker outside, room, where yeah. fans walking around, and there was like people perched up like around the little uh, booing, the yelling, whatever the ramps, the little curved ramps, and they were just like all along the side there, and there was kids like dads like yelling, getting their kids to yell cuss words at Callahan. It was vicious. Yeah, yeah. Missouri was vicious. So That's in 05... You know my my old roommate Ross Gradup. Mm-hmm. His um he was at the game in the stands. We traveled together, but he was in the stands at Missouri. And some kids took a Nebraska an older woman's purse and ran off with it. Great. And Ross, a pretty built guy, athletic yeah. guy, he yeah. ran the guy down and like hog tied him down and got the purse back. Really, really. Husker. Sure. See that that stuff happens at Missouri. I mean, it was. I mean, I. I was like, first of all, what would a what would a drunk college kid be taking a purse from a Nebraska? Well, you just game? named it drunk college kid. Beer money. <laughs> so th- that no, I'm not. We'd be remiss not to either. say Colorado too. I mean, the horror stories oh, from those games too. The, oh God! Yeah. Well, I mean, the 2019 bag, guys. bags of urine and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. oh, 219 was rugged. It's yeah. rugged. There's the the hatred is genuine. It's mm-hmm. genuine. One. I mean, that game turned around the tenure of Frost in Nebraska. They were up 17 points as a top 25 ranked Nebraska team. And they went in there and peed down their leg in the second half, blew it. They get a freaking delay of game to start the second half. They got the ball to start the second (laughs) half. Sean's still pissed off. Up 17 nothing. Sean, it's over. Because Nebraska fans literally would have marched down Boulder like troops in Paris. We have to move on. Planting their flag. And and that, been the shums and then days. instead we go back to the hotel and everyone had to change their clothes because they were so nervous to wear the Nebraska gear out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they weren't allowing Nebraska. Some bars in Boulder were not allowing Nebraska fans into their bars. God yeah, there was people that were wanting to meet up with us and they had Husker gear on and they said we can't get in. They're not letting us in. So that so it's hard to top that. Missouri's as close as I could come. It's yeah. as close as I. Could I mean, come. like the the on field experience just for me. It's Missouri. Just, I mean, seeing that sort of stuff, seeing the uh, the punch, Kellen, uh, Kellen Houston, Kellen Houston, what a punch, that knocking was. a guy out. What a Travis punch. Justice got the legendary uh, shot on that post. They played deal. it over and over on CNN. I'll yeah. never forget it because every time I every time I saw it, I was like, that that dude can punch. He threw a chop chop right hand. Yeah, and oh, that floored guy the guy. A lot kept, of money. The, kept the elbow tight. Yeah, kept the elbow mm. tight. Boom. Dropped oh, God, that was beautiful. All right. <laughs> Memory lane time, always fun. When we come back, we're going to talk Big Ten games, what to watch this weekend. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. 
as uh, we talk Big Ten games from week one and preview week two. But before we get to that, Steve Sipple, this segment of the show brought to you by... Larson Motors, guys. Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all four major, or all the major brands, excuse me, in one location. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com. That is LarsonMotorGroup.com, or just go to Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, let's go through um, week one games here in the Big Ten. Um, starting, obviously, Nebraska, 13-10, losers at Minnesota. Michigan State takes out Central Michigan, 31-7. Penn State with a nice win on NBC, 38-15 over West Virginia. Illinois took a last-second field goal to beat Toledo, who's usually one of the better programs in the MAC. It was a 30-28 game, but Illinois definitely did not look like the Illinois of last year. Um, struggling to kind of win that game at home. Maryland, 38-6 winners over Townsend. Ohio State, 23-3 over Indiana. I mean, Tom Allen definitely played the kind of game he wanted. Um, You know, they they didn't do much on offense, but they kept the game low scoring. Wisconsin takes out Buffalo, 38-17. Iowa, 24-14 winners over Utah State. The Brian Ferentz um, point scoreboard begins. Fresno State wins in West Lafayette, 39-35. Hudson Card had 254 yards passing. Michigan, 30-3 winners over East Carolina. Um, Just kind of a workmanlike performance. And then Rutgers um, kind of made Northwestern look like we thought, 24-7. That was a CBS Sunday afternoon game. Biggest takeaway, Steve Sipple, from week one. Well, two things come to mind. Northwestern, Northwestern, Northwestern football just thriving right now. Two touchdowns in the last four games. Nice job. Um, that, and I thought the play of the weekend in the Big Ten was Luke Altmeyer, the Illinois quarterback, on fourth and four late in that game against Toledo, com- completing a 33-yard pass downfield somehow to, to Casey Washington, and it was an incredible catch. It was a really an incredible throw because he had number 56 in his face. And, and somehow Illinois got out of that game with a win. Toledo, Sean, is the defending champ in the MAC and is the favorite to win the MAC. So that's a good program. Oh, it's, I'll tell you what, very good team. Very good Toledo team. The statement win for me was Penn State. Oh. Covering 21 against West Virginia. They did what they were supposed to do, but. You know, you can't say that about a lot of their teams in the conference. I don't think any of the Michigan didn't cover, Ohio State didn't cover. And so Penn State handled business and did so against maybe the best non-conference opponent that we've, that was on the slate. The other takeaway was how bad is the Big Ten West right now to where – That's uh, why that game against Minnesota I know. That's killer. Because right now, if they're sitting there 1-0 in the West, Iowa dropped out of the top 25 – because they only won by 10 against Utah State. Purdue lost at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwestern might be one of the worst teams in Power 5. Wisconsin's E. Wisconsin was okay. They, they, they needed not, to pull away late. They're it's, not number 19. So what I'm saying is, like, if Nebraska can just figure its offense out, they could be right there. Yeah. I'm not putting it out there. Like, especially if they can find a way to get some momentum Saturday, stockpile some wins, that division – is wide open. Twenty-three to three for Ohio State too. That that was kind of a. I mean, I was expecting a much bigger win over Indiana. McCord didn't throw a touchdown pass, that which hasn't happened in Ohio State forever. They all, with those receivers. It. Yeah, I, Marvin Harrison had three catches, I believe. Three catches. I mean, yeah, Kyle McCord. That, that I'm sure Ohio State fans took that really well. I'm sure they're not. They're not gripping at all in Columbus right now. I'm I'm sure they are actually. Now, Michigan Michigan didn't run the ball like you'd expect. No Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and they they had under 130 yards rushing. It, it kind of weird. Blake Corum ran 11 times for 77 yards. He was the bright spot, but they put that I mean it was JJ McCarthy. I mean, he he threw the ball really well. All right, this week in the Big 10, you got a couple Friday games. Indiana State at Indiana on BTN. And then the big one is Illinois at Kansas. Your boy Lance Leipold, mm. ESPN two, 
Uh, we'll be probably eating a steak somewhere with uh, Robin and Parker Gabriel Friday night watching Kansas, Illinois. Oh, that sounds really good, by the way. Sounds, um, that sounds wonderful. really good. Then Saturday, you've got Delaware at Penn State at 11, Nebraska at Colorado at 11, Purdue at Virginia Tech on ESPN2. How about, I mean, Purdue could be 0-2 out of the gates. They're underdogs at West Virginia Tech. Youngstown State coming into Ohio State. How about this one? Iowa, Iowa State. The Hawkeyes are about a four-point favorite. Um, Iowa State did not throw the ball well. In fact, uh, Ben Bramer led them in receiving last week with 36 yards. The the freshman from Pierce, Mm -hmm. Nebraska, had a touchdown in that game as a tight end. You've got Richmond and Michigan State at 230 on BTN. The CBS game is UNLV versus Michigan. I mean, that's just basically let's get Michigan on CBS and get a rating. 36-point spread for the Wolverines. Something that Kirk Ferentz doesn't want to say to his team before the game is, uh, guys, if we win the line of scrimmage, I bet we can win this. <laughs> no gambling jokes. No. <laughs> you, no you, gambling you jokes. Play the line. I'm just – <laughs> UTEP at Northwestern. That's that's going to be an interesting crowd. What what will that crowd be like? Don't Miners are favored there, by a point and a half. <laughs> Sean, just how many your, UTEP fans Sean, will make the trip uh, to uh, to Evanston for that two thirty tilt uh, on BTN? Be electric. UTEP's favored. Yeah, by a point and a half. Point Boy, <laughs> nothing says NBC Saturday Night Football guys like Charlotte at Maryland at, at six thirty. That's an NBC game. Brutal. And then Eastern Michigan at Minnesota, night game. Temple at Rutgers, night game. And then pretty good one we'll be watching later that night, Wisconsin at Washington State on ABC. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. So yeah, it's, a good, it's a good slate uh, for good. the Big Ten. Hey, how about the over-under on Iowa-Iowa State at 36-and-a-half? Doesn't bode well for Brian Ferentz making up the ground on that 25 points per game. I'm in the minority, but I just think that's a dumb metric. I love it. What if they What if they keep <laughs> winning games? Like you're gonna fire a guy that wins the division? I just love that unnecessary pressure it's that they put on it. Like, ridiculous, because like, that's all everybody's gonna be talking about each week. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> right. Well, uh, plenty to Sean. follow. We're gonna be live after the game, so make sure you join us for our post game show in Boulder. Um, as we're looking forward to that, like, follow, subscribe to us. We also got a, a deal on Husker Online this week for fifty percent off your subscription. Uh, on Husker Online for the Colorado-Nebraska game. So sign up for that great deal today. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.